Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. You have found a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share recipes, products, resources, and services to help you live a more compassionate, plant-based lifestyle. Nothing here but good friends, good food, and good fun. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. All right, so fall is just around the corner, and this happens to be our favorite season. It's both Larissa and my favorite season. And it's even more favoritist when it cools off. <laughs> well, this is the beginning of the cool. It might not really get cool here till November. <laughs> December, but, January. Yeah, but September 23rd is the official first day of fall. So I love it because it's football. I don't football, care about that. And the Cowboys just won their season open. They're looking so that. good. <laughs> That's my team. And it's also Larissa's birthday is in the fall. That's, that's better. <laughs> yep. And it's also baking time. A lot of people love to bake in the fall. That's the best. So in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to talk about baking bread. Specifically, we're going to discuss the benefits of making your own bread versus buying, essential ingredients, and some supplies you'll need. And Larissa is going to share her bread recipe with you. That's right. And, you know, I just have to say, I love bread i knew you were gonna throw i that know in she's like do you want to do that i'm like no <laughs> Gotta do and it yet anyway. here it is <laughs> your can't, oprah winfrey I imitation not do it <laughs> okay before we get into our main topic we do have a new rating yay yay we do and we have a new not new rating and this yeah uh, yeah so apologies so uh to sunbreezer 27 uh you know we we generally try to read all of our reviews as real time as possible. Um, this one kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit because it was left on the archive, one of the archives on yeah. iTunes. So we have so many podcasts now we have to break them up into archives. So if you're not, if you're newer to the podcast, you might say, why did they start in the three hundreds? That's <laughs> odd, but there actually is, there are different feeds because uh, iTunes kind of makes you cut it off after certain amount i think it's every hundred right every hundred is what we we, we broke thought. it up into <laughs> well that's the way it used to be and now itunes is like well you don't have to do that well mm. yeah okay but then you stop like publishing our episodes so yeah. because you say everything's too big so yeah anyway but yeah so apologies to sunbreezer this 27 this was back in uh july that they left this review on uh itunes so uh, they said, okay, so the, t the title of the review is amazing. And the review says, I just started listening to podcasts. And this is the first one I started listening to. I am obsessed with vegetarian Zen. And that, I, I say it that way. Love, love vegetarian Zen. Zen. I say it that way because obsessed is on, in all caps. <laughs> all right. Uh, I am new to becoming vegetarian. I went all the way back to episode number one. I'm sorry. Bless your heart, Slim Reason. <laughs> and I am binge listening. Thank you, ladies. You both are amazing and keep doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. Thank you so and much for Thank you out for there. powering through the first like 20 episodes. Yeah. We say that because, you know, it, it's still awesome to have started it. It's just there's never, because I belong to some online business groups and stuff, and people talk about all the time about hesitating to jump in the pool and just start podcasting because they want it to be perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. And of course, just like every other podcaster out there when you listen to your first few there's a little bit of a cringe just because <laughs> you've experienced you've gained from experience over time but you know it is what it is and they weren't well, we had bad. to start somewhere no i heard episode five the other day 
because of something we were working on. And yeah, you had I, shared I it, like, I think, in yeah. Facebook. And, yeah. And I listened to the beginning of it, too. I was like, that's not as bad no. as I thought it we would be. We envisioned it because we were so... And it used to take me like three hours to edit. <laughs> what? <laughs> and three hours to record because yeah. we kept starting over. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Live and learn. Next, we have a special thank you to Michael Flint, who bought us a juice. Dun, 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 dun. at the splendid spinach level so uh, if you're not familiar we've got uh, several ways you can support the show and one of them is if you go to our support us page on our website at vegetarianzen.com there is uh, a patreon a link to patreon which is where our golden apple roundtable uh, who are the folks that subscribe or not subscribe uh, contribute monthly to us uh, to support us and then we also have a bias juice in case you're not into the monthly donate support. support i always struggle with what i know word to use there uh, uh then you can give a one time and my, like michael did so thank you so much michael we thank really you, michael. appreciate it very very nice okay before we get into our main topic let's talk about ruby plant-based certification cooking course online now and that's ruby r-o-u-x-b-e yes so some of you may recall that last year i completed ruby's forks over knives cooking course yep me, the one who pretty much was relying on cereal and <laughs> smoothies. Well, uh, okay, I don't, I don't, I eat a little bit. Relying on me cooking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just wasn't very confident, I'll say, in the kitchen. So I was skeptical at first because not only was my confidence low, but also in the kitchen. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah, everywhere else it's fine. everywhere else it's some somewhat obnoxious at times, no. but. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. But I just wasn't very confident in the kitchen. And I was skeptical about that. And then I was skeptical about this is an online cooking school. I mean, how much attention am I going to get? And how are they are they really going to be able to grade air quotes my my uh, my cooking? It's not like you'd have Gordon Ramsay standing over you like yelling and throwing your food, right? Exactly. But as I found out, this worked very well, the personalized support and the recipe grading that the instructors gave me made me feel like I was somebody was there but on my time which was really cool because right. i didn't you know you still had some uh as you start the course you still had some some deadlines or not i don't, I don't know if it's hard deadlines it's just you well, work you at had your own like pace six months then, to complete the course exactly. so you had you know and you could still complete it at any time you wanted mm-hmm. to it's just that that's when the graders were available obviously right. they can't be just standing by forever <laughs> you know right. but they once you get started uh they'll They'll, you have a certain time period before you get you can get your certification, mm-hmm. when you can get your certification. But the comprehensive course, the one we're talking about today, is their plant-based certification. And they teach you plant-based cooking plus raw methods and how to prepare oil-free, low-sodium, and gluten-free options, which is mm-hmm. I know a lot of people within our community are very interested in. Right. The comprehensive course consists of 18 units containing more than 85 lessons and 400 plus tasks. Uh, like I mentioned, you have lifetime access to the course even after you've re- after you receive your certification. So I still go in there periodically mm-hmm. when I forget how to do something and I still pull up the videos. So so give us an example of a task. What would be like one task? Blanch your broccoli. I bring that up because that was something that <laughs> I wanted to look up because I did like it. That's my preferred method for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, steaming makes it a little soggy and I had never blanched anything in my life. Mm-hmm. So so when I learned this and I took it out and they show you step, again, the video walks you through exactly how to do it. 
and uh, I it was awesome. I was unsure about some of the timing. That's mm-hmm. why I watched the video again. Right. But it, it that's a task. That's so then that task would be in a lesson maybe about cooking vegetables or would that it be was, the whole unit? It was a very, it was on, this was in a particular part of the course where it taught you how to, uh, various cooking methods. Ah, so steaming, okay. blanching, that kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. So the next session of Ruby's plant-based certification starts on October 8th. And to find out more, you can head it over, head over to vegetarianzen.com forward slash plant-based pro, all one word. And if you sign up before September 28th, you will save 20% off of the course by entering the promo code early. So that is vegetarianzen.com forward slash plant-based pro and enter the promo code early for 20% off. We will also have a link in the show notes in case you didn't catch that. All right. So yeah, the promo code is uh, on or before September 28th and the course start, the next course starts October 8th. That's right. Awesome. Okay. And if you and if you do enroll, let us know and let us know how your progress is going or, you know, when you complete it. Yeah. And if you have any questions, let me know because I, I love mm-hmm. I love their courses. I'm looking for other ones to take of theirs too. <laughs> okay. So, let's get into bread. Let's do it. Okay. I would like to get into a loaf of bread. <laughs> nice right warm now. loaf of bread. Ooh. All right. So, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some of the benefits, first of all, because some somebody out there is probably thinking, why would I bake my own bread when I can just go out and buy it for a buck and a half, maybe? That's right. Or, you know, even, so, yes, it, you're talking about like a, a loaf of bread, like in the bread aisle store, but, you know, you can also go to the the supermarket and get, you know, bread from their bakery that's that they bake themselves. And I mean, you can get some, depending on your, your where you go and the time of year or whatever, you can get some really nice kind of like artisan type breads, but I mean, you're going to pay more, right? That's right. So let's, well, let's talk first about the first benefit, which is you control everything that you put in it, mm-hmm. which it can have as few as four ingredients. That's right. That's one of the benefits of homemade. You know what's going in there. So it doesn't have to remain, unlike those that they need to have stuffed with a lot of preservatives mm-hmm. and, and stuff, just to make sure it doesn't, that it's Mold shelf. after two days. Yeah, it's shelf, what do you call it? Stable. Shelf stable, yeah. So, yeah, so it's not gone in two to three days. Mm-hmm. That, you, you get to control this. That's so right. that's one benefit. That's right. Another benefit is without all of that stuff in it, it just tastes better. Yes. It tastes a lot lighter and fluffier and you can just tell the difference. That's right. And the other thing about um, when you add, when you make it yourself and you control the ingredients is you can add things that you like and leave out things that you don't, aside from the four basic great ingredients, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But if you like, if you want a raisin bread, but you don't like, um, but you want to use golden raisins instead of, you know, the dark raisins and most of the store ones have dark raisins you can use golden raisins that's right you know if you want a a banana bread but you don't want the nuts and the only one you can find at the store is has nuts then you can leave out the nuts okay or like me you can leave out the bananas you can leave out everything (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm gonna get a whole lot of grief for that but okay all right so let's move on to cost okay so if you're comparing the cheapest white bread that you can find in the store like i said if if someone out there is thinking a buck and a half i can go out there and get a whole loaf of white bread bread or whatever yeah Yeah. 
but you know, you kind of get what you pay for, right? That's true. So the difference in the cost probably isn't that impressive if you're just looking at the cheapest white bread out there. But when you're talking about some of the breads you were just talking about, mm-hmm. let's talk about raisin from the, like the from the store that they bake there yeah, or whatever. Like the seven grain yeah, breads you're talking, and, or organic. You're getting higher. And depending on what what part of the country you live in, I mean, that could be $10 bread, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's where you start to look at what, you know, organic and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's where you start to see this, the savings in cost. Right. And I will say that, you know, even if you, okay, so if you want to, there's a a loaf of seven organic seven grain bread at the store, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to make that at home. Even if you go out and purchase like the more expensive organic ingredients like nuts, seeds, grains, flours, whatever you're you're using in your recipes, you're still your cost per loaf is still going to be less. You know, yeah. because if you pay $10 a pound for for um you know chia seeds or whatever to put in your you're only going to be using like two tablespoons you know that's maybe. a good point and so versus, you're throwing the, either throwing the rest away unless you plan to use it in something else i mean you might use it in a smoothie or something like that but yeah well my point run. is that i mean you yeah and i mean if you're baking bread you'll be using that mm-hmm. but you'll only be using like two tablespoons at a time so the cost for those two tablespoons is just pennies right so okay so and let's last but not least let's not forget about that amazing smell in your house when you make a fresh loaf of bread yes it beats any candle any (laughs) none of those fake candles can even hold a candle (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) i'm i'm imagining that you're going to be putting all sorts of uh, sound effects into the episode (laughs) i just did i don't need any electronic sound effects that was a pretty good one ah okay (laughs) So Maybe you're I'll like the one you're like that guy from you're like that guy from uh, Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's go on then uh, to ingredients. Yes, I think uh, I I have my I have never personally. You are my personal bed bread bread baker or bed I breaker. Have, yeah, I I've have never. never <laughs> I have never baked my own loaf of bread, but. I I can tell you that if I was single, I probably I would have imagined before I've seen you I I've seen you do it. I would have thought there was a lot of funky ingredients in it. I didn't know it was this simple. I know that sounds weird, but when you've never like baked I your own newt and <laughs> I was picturing like these petri dishes, cobwebs, and, and all sorts and of and like, petri dishes, <laughs> beakers with smoke coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I just never really thought about it, and I just had never done it myself. And I thought it was this complicated process until I, until you and I got together, and I, I thought, well, okay, there's not that many ingredients. You in thought that. if she a- can do it, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. So uh, it's it's super simple. You know, well, just to make a basic. That's what you told me because when you said I, I can make my own bread, I was like, you well, said, what? marry me, <laughs> marry me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, four basic ingredients that you need: flour, water, salt, and yeast, and that would be it. And we'll see uh, when I talk about the the like super easiest basic 
recipe that I like to make um, later on, we'll, you'll see. I mean, those are the only four ingredients. That's right. It's just a twist of those. That's basically what it is. And then just adding different things to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And when you're first starting out, the best way to see is to just do just a few basic loaves like that just to see um, how everything kind of works and what it, what it looks like when it rises and, you know, what happens when you punch it down, which is kind of cool, um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, how long it takes to bake and the, the color changes when it ba- as it bakes, you know. And so just to do a few basic loaves like that before you start looking for, you know, other recipes or, or switching up flowers or, or what have you. Right. Okay, so let's talk about, let's just really quickly go through each of the basic ingredients. Well, not each of them, because I think we know what water does. And <laughs> But I mean, let's talk about like the yeast. Let's talk about yeast. Okay, let's talk about what it does. So yeast is necessary if you want your bread to rise. If you forget this, you will have a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically. This will not rise. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, you know, and there are breads that don't contain yeast because you're like banana bread. Well, that's a quick bread. That's different. That's a different type of bread. So you've got yeast breads and you've got quick breads. So banana breads, even muffins are, are considered quick breads. I mean, there's no yeast. They don't, they use baking powder uh, to help leaven them, but they don't rise like yeast bread. And they're heavier, you know, denser. Yeah, and there's two different types of yeast, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's um, regular, just active dry yeast, and that typically needs to proof. So proofing is uh, adding the, combining the yeast with warm water and just letting it sit for a short period of time, usually it's just a few minutes, to just activate the enzymes in the yeast because it's not fresh uh, cake. Now, I will say there's actually a third. There's, uh, there are cake. There is cake yeast, which is not the dried granules. Um, but I don't know if that needs to proof or not. I, I, I don't use cake yeast. Uh, but anyway, proofing it just takes a few minutes. That activates the yeast, and then you combine that um, that mixture with your other ingredients. But then instant yeast is, it's also called fast rising, uh, rapid rise, quick rise, or bread machine yeast. That's typically what's used in bread machines. Mm-hmm. It's, it activates more quickly. So you can add that directly to your dry ingredients and then um, add everything else and continue on from there. And then there's other things like uh, other types of bread leaveners, like sourdough starter, all that kind of stuff. Right, that's for making sourdough, and it's a different process. Yeah, so but we're going to just keep it simple here. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then there's flour. While any all-purpose white flour will will do, there are a couple of other flours we're going to talk about right now. Well, a few. Let's let's get into a few other ones. Right, so uh, bread flour is, you know... One of the common questions I think is I'm making bread, you know, you see bread flour on the shelf at the grocery store. Do I have to use bread flour? Well, technically, no, you don't. Uh, What bread flour is, is it's, um, it contains more protein and protein produces gluten, which gives bread its chewy texture. So if you want a, a bread that's, you know, kind of a little denser and chewier, then use bread flour. And there are white and uh, like whole wheat versions of bread flour. And, but, you know, I mean, it depends on what you're, you're using or what you want. And then also there's whole wheat flour. Mm-hmm. 
And now that's denser. That's a little more dense. So it's not like you can just substitute it one for one with white flour. Right. If you have a recipe that strictly calls for, for white flour, just basic flour, you don't want to just sub it out completely because, yeah, it'll be really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Your brick. <laughs> that's right. Man, I'm amazed that Ruthie didn't bark at that. Oh, yeah. She went in the other room. Oh, wow. I guess she didn't hear it. Uh, yeah. And a lot of recipes for wheat bread actually will call for, or I would say most, will call for uh, part white flour and part wheat flour. Okay. And then um, you want to talk about other flours? Well, yeah. There's just, if you go down the the flour aisle at any store, you're going to see a whole bunch of flours <laughs> and like rye and oat and all sorts and, and different breads you can, you can experiment with with uh, different types of flours again. Right. Like we're and obviously if you're making rye bread, you're going to need some rye flour. So um, yeah, but definitely once you get more experienced at making bread, then you can try all different kinds of recipes. And there are so many recipes online. I, you know, I would advise unless you're a really like experienced bread maker, I would advise just looking for recipes. If you want to make rye bread or if you want to make wheat bread, find a, a wheat bread recipe and kind of go off of that instead of just taking a regular recipe you find and then trying to sub out the, you know, part of the flour for wheat. It's just easier in my experience and you don't wait because, you know, bread making does take some time. It takes time to rise. It takes time to punch down then rise again then bake. And so, you know, just to save yourself some time and trouble and ingredients, um, find a recipe. And there's so many good ones. Okay, let's talk about the supplies that that folks would need if they want to make their own bread. Okay. It's really easy. I mean, there's essential stuff and then there's a whole, but just like with anything, mm -hmm. there's essential like core things that you need. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff to make your life easier and make it more, you know, fun or, or whatever that you don't necessarily need, but maybe nice to have. Okay. So what would you consider essentials? Well, you need a mixing bowl. Unless you want to mix it in your hand, which I wouldn't <laughs> advise. Uh, you need a mixing bowl. You need measuring cups and spoon and measuring spoons. You need a mixing spoon um, and you need a pan to bake. Well, and okay, I would qualify that because my recipe, I don't actually need a pan. But for the most part, if you want to make, you know, traditional loaves, use either a loaf pan or if you are hand shaping your loaves, like if you're making f like a French baguette or f Italian loaf or whatever, then you'll hand shape that and just bake it on a cookie sheet. So, and then of course, you know, if you're making rolls, that's a different different kind of thing. But, but some sort of pan to bake it. And that's it. Okay. And what would you consider optional? Optional would be things like parchment paper, uh, a thermometer to to test the temperature of your water. Because, you know, if you if you use water that's too hot, when you activate your yeast, it'll kill the yeast. Yeah. So you want to use like lukewarm water and some recipes will say between, you know, X degrees and X degrees. And I mean, I don't get that fancy, but if you want to make test your water temperature than a thermometer uh, a, a scale for weighing ingredients again I don't think I have ever weighed flour in my entire life but yeah some people do um, a bowl scraper to scrape the the dough around the sides of the bowl again you can use a rubber spatula you can use your fingers you know which is probably what I do <laughs> um, a silicone mat for baking parchment paper 
for or silicone mat for kneading. Uh, if you're going to knead your bread, uh, parchment paper to line your pans. But I mean, again, you know, and the silicone is so it doesn't stick. Right? Yeah, it helps it yeah. not stick. But flour does the same thing. What about bread machines? Okay, you don't need one, but they can make things a lot faster and easier for you. Now, I have, I have a bread machine that is over 25 years old, <laughs> and I have used the holy heck out of this thing. And most of the time, I don't actually bake in it. I just use it for making dough, just because it's, it's set it and forget it when you're making dough. So when I make pizza, I use it for the pizza dough. If I make rolls at the holidays, I'll, I'll use it for that and make the dough in there. Um, sometimes I'll make cinnamon rolls, you know, to take for... At, at when we go to your brother's or whatever, and I use it for the dough for that. Um, so it takes a lot of the manual work out for it you, It does. Right? It's basically just putting the ingredients in the, the pan in the inside the machine and setting it for dough, or if you're going to bake it, set it for, you know, whatever setting, um, and then let it go. Cool. And it beeps, and it, it makes all kinds of clunky noises and when it's kneading. And, and yeah, so it's it's really cool. Um, but you don't need one. Okay, so before we get into your recipe, let's pretend we've already made our bread. <laughs> there are some special considerations for storing homemade bread versus just tying up the other one that you get you know, from the store right. because those are, like we said, usually have preservatives and they'll, they'll last a while. Last forever. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some things we want to consider when we're storing homemade bread? Well, homemade bread, you're going to need to eat pretty quickly it's not gonna eat or freeze um it's not gonna last more than a couple days have you ever frozen days. any of yours i don't recall um i don't think so we usually go through it yeah, pretty it fast really when you make that it long. now you're gonna have to make some you know that right? i know i am <laughs> uh yeah it doesn't really last that long so um yeah but you could you could freeze it and i you know i'm trying to think have i frozen like rolls or anything no, no and you can usually... also freeze bread dough uh oh. I, I i've never done it so i can't really speak to that too much but i know you can um but okay. yeah so. yeah so typically it'll last two to three days and you want to make sure it's in a cool dry place we have a really cool bread box that was my nana's. That was your grandmother's. Yeah, so you want to make sure it's away from heat and humidity because that's going to cause your bread to mold, get, get kind of stalish. Yeah, faster than it. Yeah, than and it also would. not putting it in the refrigerator because that that makes it dry out stale. Right, yeah. right. And then uh, so when you when your bread comes out of the oven when it's hot, uh, put it on a cooling rack that has you know that allows air to circulate all around it so that'll keep the bottom of it dry if you set it just like on a cutting board or something it's going to sweat and it's going to keep that moist on the bottom and that's just going to encourage um mold growth you just made those people I know. that hate the word moist cringe. moist <laughs> moist moist bread all moist right let, bread. stop it all right let's talk, let's talk about your recipe all right oh and then uh, once it's cooled uh sterile store like you said stored it in an airtight container you can put it in a plastic bag but if you don't like plastic or if you don't like a plastic container uh, there's an article that we'll put in the show notes um blog post for Storing bread without plastic. Oh, yeah, plastic. the literalist from yeah. literalist. Yeah. Yeah, literalist, literalist. I like that word, literalist. Uh, and then, again, you know, you can store it in a bread box, but it needs to be in something in the bread box. You don't want to just stick it in there. Okay, so you want to hear about my recipe? I want to hear your recipe. Okay, I will preface this by saying this is like the coolest recipe ever, and I 
don't remember where I got it. If you can see, and you know, we should probably take a picture of my recipe uh-huh. and stick it in the, put the picture in sure. the show notes. Cause it's really kind of funny. It's, I don't remember. I found it. It's been years. I wrote it on a piece of like scrap paper and stuck it up on the refrigerator hmm. and I've used it so many times and it's um, so simple. You don't even need a bread pan. Cool. So you can bake this in any oven safe bowl that you have. And that's what I do. Very cool. I mean, you can put it in a pan if you want. That's fine. No problem. But if you don't want to dig under your cabinet for a, a loaf pan or whatever, just I use a I've got a big Pyrex bowl, the one that one of the kinds that like came with the lid, you know, that you can store stuff you mix and store or whatever. But it's a glass Pyrex bowl. It's a big one. And um, that's what I use. And you just, so basically, and now my recipe calls for a combination of white and white wheat flour. There's a flour called white wheat, yes. Um, but you can definitely, you know, experiment with ratio, other flours and ratios mm-hmm. and, and what have you. So in the blog post for this episode, I will include the ingredients. And, and it, it really is, it's just the four basic, the yeast, flour, salt, and water. Uh, but I'll incre- include the instructions and then I guess I'll have to make one we can <laughs> today take, now. After uh, this. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, put it in there. But it's super, super simple. Cool. All right. Well, we hope that this episode has inspired you to start making your own bread, even if it's from time to time. It's just kind of nice. I mean, we still buy store store. Uh, store brand, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, store brand. Well, it's yeah. It's what, the, what is it? What is it? Uh, that a sourdough one we use is really good. Yeah, it's a sourdough that we. But it's not cheap. Buy. It's ours. No, is, it's ours cheap. is definitely cheaper yeah. to make, but it is more convenient. But again, I think there's nothing like the taste and the freshness of bread that is baked right in your own kitchen. That's right. All right, so let's get into the resource of the week, and you already mentioned it a little bit. I did, um, and I had to laugh when I, uh, Vicky had when you created this this outline you put notes in there and said larissa add your the a link an amazon link to your bread machine <laughs> so i looked it up so okay now remember mine is over 25 years old and so i looked up well built it's a well built the brand is well built and i think you have like a big crank on the front yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think now it's um dac well built d-a-k well built is the brand now but back then it was a well-built w-e-l-b-i-l-t so i went and i just googled you know in in amazon search um uh well-built bread machine and wouldn't you know it i actually found my bread machine in the original box from 25 years ago wow (laughs) so somebody has one in its original box on sale on amazon i think it's like 60 bucks or something uh and i can tell you that it was more than that when it was purchased over 25 years ago but uh yeah but that thing is built to last apparently it's well built (laughs) yeah uh but (laughs) (laughs) and you know there are a lot more fancier ones than the one that i have and um so what i'm gonna do is we'll just put the link to the amazon search results for bread machines cool that way because there's so many that way you you know if you're in the market for one you can go through this link look at all the different options there are tons of brands now uh there are tons of different um 
setting like number of settings and there's like really fancy ones and really basic ones and you can find one that fits your needs and your budget right and again you don't absolutely need it but it's just if you want it but it is nice to have yeah yeah for sure all right i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye let's go make bread Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.